Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Honest Vibes Only. So, originally for this episode, I recorded it the day of that something happened, and I kind of vented and put all my emotions in it, and I kind of took a step back and realized it's not kind of the route that I wanted to take, and there was like a lot more that I wanted to add to it, so sorry for the delay in um, posting podcasts hopefully i'm back and hopefully i will be consistent but again don't uh don't hold me to that um but i have i think a very interesting topic for today and it's different things that i tied together throughout this past week and took some notes on on how i was feeling and different things that i think i connected and um i wanted to talk about the importance of having a voice Now, I'm going to be tying this into trauma and giving some context before I explain what happened um, last week and how I felt about that experience. But just to clarify before I dive into this, um, regardless trauma or not, having a voice is extremely important and hearing your own voice is extremely important. Um, And I I just wanted to put that out there because... It might seem like something silly, like, yeah, we all have a voice, but using your voice, making a difference, putting an end to things, and actually listening to yourself no matter what other people tell you is not as easy as it sounds. And I'm turning 21 this year, and I'm only now beginning to realize how important it is to, to have a voice. So let's let's kind of let's kind of dive in here. So when when someone undergoes trauma, I've learned that it's not just my brain that remembers it, um, but it's also my body that remembers it. Sometimes I'll think about a certain thing and I'll get you know chills down my my spine, or sometimes I will react a certain way if I hear a door that is slammed or a super loud noise like I will physically I can feel my body kind of going a bit crazy for a little bit and all that is you know trauma responses right so it's not just you know mentally and emotionally it's also physically and I've also learned that another common thing to experience is the feeling of shame and for me I felt shame growing up that I couldn't talk about what happened to me. There was not a single person that I ever kind of spoke to about what happened to me growing up. Um, honestly, basically until I was like 18, um, 19, and kind of, you know, realizing a lot of these things. And another feeling of shame was I always thought that what happened to me was my fault. Like, oh, if I had just been a better kid, if I had just done better, if I had just achieved this goal, then this stuff wouldn't have happened to me. So I felt shame in that regards. And I always felt like I shouldn't, you know, throw my parents under the bus or, oh, I should, you know, just not say anything, just pretend to be happy and, you know. Another part of that was also not fully understanding the lens of what happened. Um, But that's how I always felt. And I remember 
when I came forward with my story, I was really worried too, and I felt shame as well. Um, so that's just something that I wanted to to note. But then another thing that would always happen, and this would happen after like you know every single fight either between my parents or me and a parent this would happen after something bad happened and at the end of it all my my um my dad would always say oh you know let's just be a happy family again and put the past behind us and that especially was a current was occurring a lot when I came forward with my story to my parents um and that was in December of 2020 yeah, 2020. <laughs> Forgetting the years nowadays. Um, I was in December 2020. So I heard that for the longest time. And I always knew saying something like that was ridiculous. But over this year, I've realized how much more ridiculous it sounds. Um, you don't just move on and you don't just accept hey that's what happened and let's just forget about it and push it under the carpet and let's move forward you don't do that after you know so many years of undergoing through what i went through no one should accept that um as a standard at all acknowledging what i went through has been so important for me um because again for the longest time i didn't even realize how normal my childhood was and a big part of releasing emotions when I would go through something as a kid, I remember um, at least my my earliest, you know, tween, teen years, um, and especially nowadays, a big part of me processing my emotions growing up and as an adult processing my trauma is to process it through writing. Writing is something that is very meaningful to me. And I'm able to write about my experiences, how I feel, recount things. Um, and I'm also able to express my emotions that way. And it was definitely a coping mechanism for me for, and it, it always has been, and it still is today. And when emotions are really strong, and especially if I'm in a very dark place, poetry is what I go to. Because I feel like the words just naturally flow. And I'm able to release a lot of how I feel onto a piece of paper or on, onto a Google document. So writing for me is very important. And I'm kind of honing down on these specific things because they're going to give context to kind of what happened. And another part of, of you know, you know, having a voice is internally right? Voicing my concerns and my emotions to, to people about how I feel and just in general um, is important, but also what rings in my head internally. The voice in my head is extremely important. I have to remind myself constantly that until this very day, I have done absolutely nothing wrong um, as a kid and of how I've acted upon things until today. The reason why I have to constantly remind myself that is because I still receive texts from my parents today, and they basically put themselves as the victims because of how I left and how they're kind of, you know, torn apart and 
it's been difficult for them and it feels like they're losing a limb and they'll say all this kind of stuff, right? And in my head, I have to remind myself, you don't need to feel guilt. You don't need to feel shame for doing what you did. You are the one that went through what you went through. They didn't go through that. You didn't do that to them, right? So I do not need to feel that way. If they want to send a message like that, I do not need to receive it in the way that they want me to receive it. I don't need to react in the way that they want me to react. I don't even need to react or respond. I don't respond to any of their messages. And that voice internally can turn very dark very quick and it can be very, you know, self-deprecating and negative and remind me of things that I'm not. Because growing up and until today, that's what other people, when I say other people, I'm pretty much talking about my parents, um, but, you know, even some other relatives, right? But that's the constant thing that they put on me. They want me to feel, you know, guilty or why am I doing this and, you know, rethink things that I've done. But that internal voice and having that voice internally is what keeps me sane during a lot of this. And again, this is going to give more context to what happened. Um, but it also annoys me that, you know, instead of just leaving me alone and, you know, they work on themselves, they lead their own lives, and, you know, just let me be, right? Not only do I still receive the texts, but they still stalk me on pretty much every public platform that I pretty much have. They lurk in my streams, they even join my Discord under anonymous usernames, um, which I still find kind of hilarious that they, they have to do something like that. Because they're trying to hang on to this zero control that they now have in my life. Because, you know, until I moved out, they were able to control every action. Right? Um, obviously, when I was homeschooled and all that, my mother could control pretty much how I went about my day every single day. Um, when I was 15 and I started doing college classes... I think even 15, 16, like she would be the one that drove me. Um, everything that happened was basically dictated around that. They would be, they would know like who my friends were. They would have control over my cell phone. Even when I started driving, I had a tracker about like that Life360 app. Um, so, you know, anytime I went somewhere, they would know. Like I didn't really have any freedom. I wasn't able to have social media. They could see the numbers that I was taking. Like, there were so many controls. And they went from having all that control to me basically cutting ties, right? So they don't have that control anymore. And it seems like they're doing everything they can to still know what's going on in my life and where I am, what I'm doing, all those details. And when I started noticing the fact that this wasn't some phase where they'd check in and then just leave me alone and that they were doing this on a daily, I felt restricted at first. 
because to me and you guys know this if you're part of my twitch community talking to you guys expressing things to you guys and just talking about anything and everything is really important to me being able to be honest to talk about deep topics all these things are very important to me and at first i felt restricted and that i couldn't do that because my parents would also be listening and it made me uncomfortable it still makes me uncomfortable um, a little bit but i moved on from that and i've realized that i'm not gonna let that stop me from you know continuing with what i want to do with my life i'm still going to express myself to my community and share things with them that i want to share with them and so this leads me to kind of the details of what started happening last week I love to write, like I said. I feel like writing gives me a voice. And I wanted to share that voice and share my poetry with my community. I asked them if they wanted to read some of my poetry and they said yes. So in my Discord, I posted a poem that I wrote um, and the theme was about depression. And you know, my poems are not bright, right? They're not about happy topics um, because that's how I express myself. All the difficult emotions that I go through I think poetry is a beautiful thing that helps me express it. So I posted it at night. I think it was Wednesday night on my on my Discord. And on Thursday, I'm going about my day. And then I get a knock on my apartment door in the afternoon, 20 minutes before I, I, I'm teaching a lesson. And it's a cop. <laughs> and I kid you not, the first thing that came through my mind when I saw who it was, was, oh, this has to do with my parents. And the reason why I know this is because they've threatened to call the cops on me at my old place when I wasn't responding or answering. And to sum up why the cop was there, it's because my mother had read my poem on discord and i don't expect her to understand anything about mental health she never understood my emotions growing up and a lot of them were pretty much always invalidated but she called the cop on me and basically was saying that I actually don't actually know the details of what she said, but the cop basically told me to pass on that they miss me and want me to come home and something about college and that she sent the cop to check on me. And I panicked at first because I was like, oh my God, am I going to have to explain this story to the cop? Like, is this cop going to understand and I did, because I was, I, I've always been worried, right? Is, is someone going to believe me? Because my parents never believed me growing up when I expressed concerns about certain things, when I voiced my own opinion, it was always shot down. So that's my always natural instinct, right? Oh, is someone gonna believe me? But that was kind of an, enlightening experience at the end of it we talked for about you know 20 25 minutes and the cop was so welcoming 
And I was like, hey, do you want to tell me a story? And I was like, yes. And I explained my background, the reason why I don't talk to my parents anymore. I explained everything. And the cop just understood. And as I was expressing myself and having a voice, at the end of it, the cop was like, basically explained, yeah, you know, we have to check on you because let's say something did happen, it would be a shame on us, right? And I understood that part. But, you know, she said, you're an adult, and she understood. She just wanted to make sure I was safe and that I was okay, and I was. And we had a good talk, and then the cop left. And then the the crazy thing about this was... Through all this, I received two messages from my dad. One before the cop came and one after. And I just laughed, basically, when I got those messages. And another thing that I thought was funny was my mom had apparently asked the cop before they came, hey, is she going to know that we're the ones that called? <laughs> and I was like, what? I, I just laughed internally when, when the cop told me that, you know, the cop was basically like, I don't know what to tell your mom. Like, I can't hide that from her, right? I feel like my parents still think I'm dumb. <laughs> And that's why I was laughing. So, like, how dumb do my parents think I am? But anyways, that whole experience kind of shook me for a little bit. Because at first, I was obviously, you know, so much anxiety. And I was like, whoa, is the cop going to believe me? Is everything going to be okay? Am I going to be in trouble? And that was that voice ringing inside of me. Am I going to be in trouble? But then, after some breathing... As soon as I talked to the cop and I was able to tell my story without being interrupted, without being invalidated, without being shot down, I realized, wait, I have a voice. This person's listening to me. They understand and they believe me. They acknowledge I'm an adult and I'm able to make my own decisions. And I have done nothing wrong. My... One question I asked when the cop first knocked was, did I do something wrong? Because I was panicking. And I had to remind myself, wait, what, what did you do that was wrong? Nothing. And so when the cop left, she basically said, you know, like, she would tell my mom I'm fine and, you know, She's not able to give other details besides that, right? Because that's what she was sent to do. And I just realized that, you know, someone listened to me and I had that voice and how important, how refreshing and how relieving it was to have that. And that's why I didn't want to post the original recording of this podcast because it was more just me venting and angry and like how could my parents do this and why can't they just leave me alone like jeez but I wanted to 
make this episode into something more meaningful than just a rant about how annoying my parents are. I wanted to emphasize how important it is to have a voice. And now that I have a voice and I'm realizing how important it is and how powerful my voice is, I just want to keep using it. And I want to I want to make a difference because I know there's so many other kids out there that might be at home and not have a voice or might be in a situation that's even different from my own and feel like they just don't have someone to talk to or people won't believe them. And I just want to say that someone's going to believe you. People will believe you. And make sure to remind yourself when you have those doubts, remind yourself that you've done nothing wrong and you're innocent and you're sharing your story You're sharing and expressing your emotions. Because I know how difficult it is when your whole life they've been beat down and invalidated. So I know when you meet someone for the first time or you want to express yourself to someone new, your first instinct is going to be, well, they're not going to believe me. No one else believed me. But make sure to express yourself. Make sure to talk to people don't be afraid of expressing your emotions because i guarantee you when you when you have that voice when you realize how important your voice is and you appreciate it and the power that it holds it can do amazing things so that was kind of today's topic just the Importance of having a voice, tying it to my past, and having a very eye-opening experience. Because I had never really talked to a cop before. Um, except for the one time that my car light got busted and I got pulled over to be reminded that it was busted. Um, <laughs> so, very different from that experience. But it was a good experience. And... It's something that always, you know, I'm going to tuck in my pocket. And I'm always going to remember. So, I hope that kind of made sense. Um, I know part of it was kind of a rant, but I was trying to tie it back to um, my past. And I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, Again, hope you guys are doing okay. If you're not doing okay, here's my reminder that it's okay to not be okay. Make sure to take good care of yourselves. Be kind to yourselves. Get some food in you. Drink some water. And I'll see you guys on the next podcast episode. Take care.